0: why are we here and my suspicion is that everybody who's here today is here because they have a personal investment in this story
1: that's michael mack talking to a group about his experience as a victim of child sexual abuse in this episode you'll find out why those kinds of conversations are not only important to michael but to all of us You're listening to Conversations with His Molester. It's a four part documentary podcast series from Capital Broadcasting Company. If you haven't heard the first three episodes yet, you'll want to listen to those first, then come back to this one. I'm documentary producer Clay Johnson. This podcast series is a companion to the WREL documentary Speaking the Unspeakable. We'll tell you more about that at the end of this episode. I'm going to start with a warning. This is a story about child sexual abuse, so it's not suitable for children. Our story began in episode one with Michael Mack as a child and a Catholic and his desire to be a priest.
0: I wanted to be close to God, and it looked like to be a priest, that's as close as I could get. So that that was my aim. But Michael literally lost his
1: religion after being molested by his own priest at age 11.
0: It would be years before I told anybody. And really, that's where the effects of what happened started to play out for me. Because the first thing that it was was a secret. He says that secret
1: became a poison inside of him. The effects were isolation, depression, and substance abuse. There was also the nagging question, why? Why did the man he calls Father Gordon molest him? His desire to find answers led Michael on a journey to find Father Gordon.
0: And So I had this idea that someday I would see him again, and I would have this conversation with him.
1: Michael never had that conversation, but on his journey, he found forgiveness,
0: and he found his religion once again. It's not like the slate is wiped clean for me. I will still hear somebody else's story and again feel a sense of outrage, again feel a sense of injustice. And each time that I do, it's an opportunity for me to revisit what forgiveness is and what forgiveness can be because the first thing that forgiveness is, is a gift to yourself. Michael says the gift was letting go of that poison inside of him. And so that's why I was able to ultimately return to the church and uh, embrace it with all of its faults, with all of its warts. So really the essence of this story for me is how I was able to reclaim what was beautiful to me as a child, to reclaim it as my own, as an adult, and to learn that essential to that process was learning what forgiveness is.
1: And that was the start of a new journey for Michael, a journey of healing.
0: The way to begin to heal about it is to talk about it. It begins with a conversation. And that's why this play that I do is called Conversations with My Molester. It's all about the conversation. It all begins with the conversation. I begin to have imaginary conversations with the Father, sometimes aloud, spoken to air about what happened, what it meant, what it made me. Michael
1: wrote and performs the play
0: as part of his effort to heal. You were 11 when a pastor you liked and your parents liked invited you to the rectory to help him make a costume.
1: Michael's toured the Northeast performing his play. He even performed it at a Catholic church in Boston. It's won awards and has been written up in a number of publications, including the New York Times, Boston Globe, and the Washington
0: Post. Telling the story of one's life, I think, is one of the most important and profound things that we can do. And the thing that made this secret so poisonous for me for so many years was its secrecy. We've been living kind of parallel lives. I, like Knight, in our recovery journey, felt compelled to tell our story in some artistic way.
1: That's Michael speaking to a group at a church in Asheville, North Carolina. His stepbrother, Knight Chamberlain, joined him. Knight was sexually assaulted, too, at age nine, while he was out walking in his hometown of Brevard, which is near Asheville. Why was I spared? In the quiet moments alone, I ask this question. How did I come to forgive him? I know now that I was spared for this greater purpose, to tell my story and with God's grace to save a life. Knight tells his story in a book he wrote called Sidestepping the Pit. These kinds
0: of things are starting to come out of the darkness and into the light. The way to begin to heal around this, to make things right in our society is by telling the story, by each of us as individuals telling our story. Because everybody who comes to this play and everybody who who reads Knight's book comes to that book because they have some kind of personal investment in this story. Whether it be their own experience or the experience of a loved one or a friend or maybe just hearing about it on the news, everybody has an investment in it.
1: This podcast was produced by Capital Broadcasting Company and edited by Jay Jennings. We thank Michael Mack for giving us permission to use excerpts from his play to help tell his story. And to see more of Michael's story and walk his journey of forgiveness with his stepbrother Knight, watch the documentary Speaking the Unspeakable at WRALdocumentary.com. On the documentary webpage, you'll find additional bonus content and links to where you can find out more about Michael's play and Knight's book. I'm WRAL documentary producer Clay Johnson. Thanks for listening.